Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It is 40 days after Christmas Day, the day on which the parents of Jesus would have been eligible to come into the temple and to complete the ritual of purification for Mary after giving birth and to consecrate their firstborn unto the Lord. And in Luke's gospel, we see that Mary and Joseph did just that, bringing the infant Jesus with them along with the appointed sacrifice of two turtle doves or two pigeons. It was this sacrifice that was deemed acceptable by God in the book of Leviticus, seeing that some could not afford the more expensive sacrifice of offering up a lamb. And we can spend a lot of time unpacking what that would have meant for Jesus, along with everything else going on in this wonderful passage. But for our short time today, I want to look at what is going on in the presentation of Jesus in the temple and why that's significant for us. And so to do that, we go back to the book of Exodus, where God miraculously delivered his people from the hand of Pharaoh. He brought nine different plagues upon this tyrant's house, but none caused him to relent and to let God's people go free. The tenth plague, however, finally did the trick. At least, it allowed enough time for the Israelites to flee. It was the infamous death of the firstborn, the price of God's judgment for afflicting his people and failing to heed his word. God was going to to send the, the destroyer, this angel of death, to canvas all of Egypt and to kill all the firstborn. But he gave his people a shield against this judgment. Each of their households were to sacrifice a lamb and they were to paint that lamb's blood on their doorposts and eat the lamb in haste. And in so doing, the angel of death would see the blood on their doorposts and would pass over their houses. Pharaoh relented, but it only took a little while before he changed his mind and decided to pursue the fleeing Israelites with all of his great armies following him. And we all know the rest. They got to the Red Sea, God parted the waters, and God's people passed through safely to the other side. And when they looked back, Pharaoh and all of his hosts were swallowed up by the waters in judgment. On the far shores, the Israelites were newly redeemed, and God took that time to institute a few ordinances to commemorate what had just happened. One was the Passover meal for his people to observe every year, the same meal that Jesus transformed for us into his supper. And after that, there was another ordinance that God commanded. It was the consecration of the firstborn. You can read about that in Exodus chapter 13. Every male, every male born of either woman or beast that was the first to open the womb, belonged to the Lord, seeing that he had spared them in Egypt. It was a reminder of the price of their redemption. Now fast forward to our gospel lesson. And there are Mary and Joseph bringing Jesus into the temple in observance of this ancient law. 
But Jesus' presentation was unique in this way. He was presented to God as any other man, just like all the firstborn in Israel before him. But in him was to be fulfilled all the promises of the firstborn. Because this wasn't any other man, but God himself in the flesh. In Colossians chapter 1, St. Paul says of Jesus that he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, and the one through whom all things were created. This isn't speaking about Jesus' birth in time. This is talking about his generation from the Father from eternity. And Paul continues to explain how that connects to our redemption from sin, death, and the devil. He goes on in verse 18, He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. Because Jesus rose from the dead, all who share in the benefits of his redemption will rise too. In Jesus, the firstborn, we behold the price of our redemption. To redeem, to redeem means to buy back. In what is it, church, that we have been bought with? Is it gold or silver? Now, as we learn in our catechism that Jesus has purchased and won us from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil with his holy, precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death. Jesus was consecrated in the temple. He was set apart for this unique purpose to be the firstborn from the dead, that by faith we would receive all that he has won for us in his death and resurrection. And he has made us his own so that we would live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. What does it take to redeem the world? What does it take to buy it all back? Nothing less than the eternal Son of God united to human flesh, perfect and spotless, dying on the cross for us and rising again to life incorruptible. Now, how then does he bring that redemption, that consecration, setting us apart? How does he bring that to us? How does God make us his own through the redemptive work of Jesus? In holy baptism, you have been consecrated with the redemption price of the Son of God. Why is that? Because in holy baptism, you have been united to the death and resurrection of Jesus, as Paul talks about in Romans chapter 6. He has made us, through baptism, His holy people, the priesthood of the baptized, which means his consecrated and anointed people, that we may live in his kingdom and serve him. In baptism, we have put on the priestly robe of Christ. We have been set apart as his holy people to offer up spiritual sacrifices of worship, praise, and thanksgiving 
It's who we are. And it's all bound up to who Jesus is and what he came to do. So today we remember our Lord being brought into the temple in fulfillment of the law to be presented, to be consecrated unto God so that we who are united to him share in all the promises and blessings of the firstborn from the dead. Jesus was presented to the Lord. He was consecrated unto God so that we would be as well. You are God's cherished people. You are purchased and redeemed through the Lord Jesus Christ. You are forever united to him and his work by holy baptism. These promises are yours. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen.